Hello everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Coralcast. Today we'll be talking about whether old games hold their merit in today's modern times. And joining you today is me, Austin, Ian, and Connor. Now, the first game that we're going to touch on is uh, a pretty old one at this point, which would be Super Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, if you know or have played the Super Smash Bros. franchise, it Melee is only the second installment in the series, yet even today with Project M still being decently relevant, which is a mod for the third installment, and the Super Smash Bros. Wii U, or whatever you want to call it, Smash 4 just in general, it's still more popular than either of those, even though it's at this point approaching two decades old. Now, one of the main reasons why I feel that Melee is still so popular in comparison to its more modern, more graphically superior uh, counterparts. Counterparts. I believe that Melee, what makes Melee so great is its character balance. Melee sports, what is it? 12, 15, 16 or so? Somewhere around there in terms of characters. Between a dozen and 25 characters. And among those characters is one that at least anybody who has a style or wants to play with a style will be able to find a character. It doesn't matter what that style is. And each character has fantastic balance in comparison to one another if we omit characters like Marth and Meta Knight. Meta Knight being the spam happy thing we all know he is. Well, no, this is Melee. This isn't Brawl. In Brawl, uh, the third installment of the game, Meta Knight was the most powerful fighter that you could select be merely because for whatever reason they decided to make almost every single one of his attacks come out frame one. Meaning you could attack at the same time, but Meta Knight would hit first. I disagree. Meta Knight has been overpowered in all in all of the games of Smash. But either way. Melee is still relevant. Uh, how big is it? Would you say, in the competition-wise? I mean, considering on Twitch, whenever a very large uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee tournament comes around, in which the quote-unquote five gods of Melee, which are essentially these five people that have, that at least, that for every single big tournament for the past couple years now, I think over five at this point, has won. One of them has claimed victory it average it can easily average over a hundred thousand viewers on an av on a twitch stream i honestly haven't known anything about uh melee tournaments or i i don't think i've even touched any of the games of the franchise but i How dare you i have a basis of what the game is so it would mainly be up to you two on whether it stands over its other parts if we were to say whether or not Melee stands, whether it holds its merit in today's time, I would say it does because, of course, people still play competitions in Melee, and that means people still have interest in it. I would still say this 100%. Not only is it just so big in just, like, tournament-wise, and but like I said earlier, the Project M for Super Smash Bros. Brawl, it brings a lot of the character, like some of the characters and their balance from Melee into Brawl, making the game more fun in general. Now coming off of Melee, we can talk about Halo CE, which is, I believe, the first installment of the 
very large Halo franchise. Uh, why, Connor, why would you say Halo C stands the test of time? Honestly, for me, Halo was a great game. Uh, the story and plot was all really in-depth, I guess you could say, at that time. Uh, yes, it doesn't have the graphics as all its other counterparts, but a lot of people go back to this because of its uh, its major experience opening into the genre. It put Bungie on the market and really just blew out there, and everybody loved the AI, and it was revolutionary at the time. Now, you mentioned that Halo C didn't have as good uh, textures and graphics quality as the new Halos, which is an obvious fact. But personally, I believe that's one of the things that makes it so endearing. Halo C was a game in which your, for instance, your Marines wore cloth armor, but maybe they had metal plates as well. In that time, when Halo C came out, that was quite futuristic-y in a sense, if we were to compare it to what modern soldiers wear. Of course, if we're talking about futuristic we still have those weird uh, four-pronged four tank things, and we had super soldiers wearing metal armor, but it wasn't quite as futuristic as the modern renditions of the game. As you can see in the modern ones, there's so much detail in the textures, and there's so much space that needs to be utilized that they go over the top with the detail. And this can actually be a downside for some people to the point where... In some of the newer games, I think it was Halo 5, the most recent one, where in certain areas, mostly outside areas, it was very difficult to actually be able to tell what you were supposed to be shooting at due to just so many things taking up the screen to the point where you couldn't tell whether that was an enemy shooting or a lens flare or whether or not like some friendly crafts floating by very close to the ground were actually able to be shot at and whether or not they were an enemy or a friend. A rock. Exactly. Uh, based off of what Austin was saying, uh, with the graphics, it made you feel more like a god to everybody else. You were in a big suit of power armor, so to speak, uh, and everybody else was just in, like, modern-day marine armor, and you didn't see any other Spartans. It was very rare. And in today's uh, modern games, as Halo 5, Halo 4, uh, you had teams or platoons of power armor, and then everybody else, all the marines, had their own sets of armor that just looked way too futuristic, and it gave a new feel to the game. I would like to add... The Marines in Halo ODST have fashion, fashion souls that far surpass that of the Spartans. Mm, this is true. Also, among the textures is the AI. The AI in Halo CE was pretty fantastic. It's not wasn't quite as good as the AI that we have nowadays, but you was, your elites would still be dodging, and they would be ducking and rolling out of the way of your missiles and, and gunfire. And throw, they also were very good at throwing back grenades, if I remember correctly. Now, speaking of AI, Dark Souls AI. Oh, boy. In Dark Souls 1, uh, you I remember a time in which you had to go up a walkway in Anorlundo where many Silver Knight archers were shooting arrows at you, and if you got hit with one, you would fall off the walkway, plummet to your death, and you died. But once you got on top of the walkway... It wasn't any easier because you had to fight a silver knight on a platform 
one person width wide. You couldn't go around him, you couldn't go under or over him, and you had no choice but to fight him. But the Silver Knight AI is regarded as one of the most terrifying AIs that have ever existed. To kill him, you would almost always have to learn how to parry. There really wasn't any other way to do it. Otherwise, you'd get parried yourself. Yeah, uh, I in this, I actually have experience with Dark Souls. It, it teaches you patience and to uh, plan out your attacks. You can't go in like Assassin's Creed and feel uh, feel strong because everybody is going to attack you. They're not going to come in single file one after the other. Something You're going like... to be attacking and parrying five to six enemies, maybe more at a time, and it just it gets crazy. The only way to make something like that work would to be if you were to just use something like an ultra great sword and just use the sweeping attack with it. But even that too is slow. not too effective. Too slow, you'd get hit and die. Exactly. And, in fact, um, a lot of the animations for even Dark Souls 3 are literally just copy-pasted from the older games. Just updated in terms of graphics and modeling. So there's less chance that while you're swinging your ultra great sword over your head, your elbow doesn't bug out and seem to just fly across the screen. Now, in addition to how good the original Dark Souls was, it's even getting a remastered pretty soon, which a lot of people have been clamoring for. Dark Souls 1 was such a fantastic game. I, I wish that all my friends could have enjoyed it, but they're too busy playing Dark Souls 3. It's but a I'm, good game! But they'll get to play it once Dark Souls 1 Remastered comes out. And having a game be remastered is proof that people still want to play it. Which is completely evident in Shadow of the Colossus. Which um, many have regarded as an extremely good game, no matter how many years have passed. To the point where, when it was originally made on the PlayStation 2... It was then ported to the PlayStation 3 with slightly updated graphics, and then now, I think just about a week or two ago, it has been completely remastered for PlayStation 4. Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus definitely has had its fair share of uh, remasters and its huge fan base. Uh, I, being one of them, love the game, and... It brought, like Halo C, another whole different genre to the gameplay, as in you were on walking levels, moving levels. They, You had to learn how to grab on certain parts and hold on as much as you could. You had to up, up your skills. It wasn't getting better items. It was your own skill base. The Colossi in the game felt so alive when you were trying to just grab onto them and find their weak spot that for some of them it was just extremely difficult because each one was a, a different sort of beast or animal that you had to learn where you could grab and how long you can grab and what they'll do to you when they grab exactly uh, one thing that I loved about the game is that it it gave you clue. It didn't give you the whole idea on how to defeat different colossi. It gave you special hints and uh, saying the next foe you're going to fight is, and then it'd give you some kind of riddle that you would decipher. Whether it be like if you have to shoot the eyes out of it, or if you have to shoot the legs, it'd say, watch for their gaze, or uh, their stomp is mighty, 
they would come up with riddles to give you a, an idea of what you'll be fighting as well as the location to look for. Shadow of the Colossus, Halo CE, Dark Souls, and Melee are all examples of games that we believe hold their merit today in, in light of modern processors and graphics and physics engines and AI and all that stuff. What sorts of games or which games do you believe still hold their merit these days? And I would just like to add this. When we do come to have the discussion, and for those that do listen to this, if you say that, oh, we forgot Skyrim, it's been released so many times it's almost not even worth mentioning. See you next time. How many times has it been released? Uh, there's the original one, then it got... Are we talking about just the Elder Scrolls series? Or... No, Skyrim. Oh, Skyrim, okay. Because, let's see, there was Skyrim, then it got ported over to Next Gen, then it got, like, Special Edition, then it got... Actually, no, it got Legendary Edition, then it got Special Edition. Then there's...